Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's Podgo at podgo.co and be sure to add my podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of Australian musicians and bands of the heavy variety. This week, we've got a two-for-one special as we have Emma and Andy from the Atomic Bow Project on the podcast. We get into their beginnings in heavy music, as well as the beginnings of the Atomic Bow Project and things they were doing before the band. Wild shit. Absolutely wild stuff. We also talk about the new track, Fall to the Beast and the meaning behind that song it's Emma's personal journey through depersonalization and derealization and how that doesn't define her and um, if you've never heard of that um, before go google it go check out videos on YouTube because I didn't know about it before receiving an email to talk to this band so I educated myself because knowledge is power so if you want to know more about this go google it and educate yourself anyway that's a really fucking powerful message and we also touch on the old guard of like the misogyny and sexism in heavy music and if if you obviously if you're listening to this you know what i'm fucking talking about that like that death call misogyny <laughs> bullshit um and how that lingered in music for a while but now it's gone we we got rid of it for the most part which is fucking sick um so anyway with all that being said it is wednesday and you know what that means Hey guys, how you doing? Very good, thank you. How you going? Good, man. Yeah, we're good. Excellent, sick. <laughs> well, um, we'll get straight into like everything from like heavies for both of you. Uh, and where does it begin for both of you? Like what's the first heavy song you guys remember hearing? Oh, it's going to be very different for me and Bo. I feel yeah? Like, yeah, I think... I grew up with a lot of heavy stuff. So I think maybe the first, do you classify Nirvana as heavy? Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's okay. like a bit of tone. Yeah. <laughs> that might've been my gateway. Actually, I'll take that back. I reckon the first heavy track, which I'll probably define as heavy is, um, do you remember a band called Tism? No. Tism? Oh, okay. They're like an Aussie band. Okay. Sick. Yeah, like this kind of like dancey kind of band in the 90s. This okay. Blow, just like go ballistic on stage. But it would have been them, then Nirvana, then I reckon Metallica was the gateway drug to Pantera. Oh, yeah. Was the gateway drug to <laughs> and then so on and so on and so on. Sick. Fuck yeah, cool. What about you, Emma? Or Bo? Yeah. Which would you prefer to be called? I don't mind. Usually okay, Bo. Cool. Everyone okay. in the band calls me that. Yeah, okay, no, cool. but... Um, I don't know. I grew up like with really like artistic, eclectic parents. So I okay. kind of learned how to play classical violin from the age of eight. Crazy. So yeah, I know. So I started out like that. And then I didn't sing until like my late teens. Like I was a late bloomer with singing. Okay. Um, but yeah, my mom was really into, I don't know, random stuff. Like she'd 
listen to Black Sabbath and go to their concerts. Oh, and yeah, then, that's so sick. <laughs> I know. And then, I don't know, she was into Zeppelin and then a little bit of I Maiden. And I don't know, I kind of got my first taste, I guess, there. My dad was into, like, classical music, which okay. I think relates to metal yeah. in massive ways. 100%. Yeah, musically. So, yeah, it kind of all came together like that, I guess. Cool. And then from there, like, I'm guessing, like, once those – beginning bands like sparked your interest you just like dived in yeah yeah definitely I kind of met um Andy first with music stuff so he was drumming and we kind of both wanted to do something different than what we were playing live in these other bands so then we met the other two guys and they were fully into it our guitarist Jack he his dad plays in all these metal bands so sick I know. So it was like this really awesome progression into what we've become now. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 We're kind of doing like a lot of like session work. Yeah. For other bands. So we, okay. even though we kind of grew up listening to heavy stuff, like Bo was saying, we've all kind of got um, like different genres that we're sort of trained in. And so we were spending a lot of time playing with other bands, other genres, not really doing our own stuff. And then, yeah, I guess this band that we're running now, the Tommy Bow Project, is kind of like bringing stuff back to our roots, I guess. Sick, yeah, yeah. Just like giving yourselves the creative fulfillment opposed to being session musicians. Totally, yeah. It's so fulfilling, yeah. Cool. And then um, <clears throat> from like finding out about heavy music, what makes you, Andy, pick up an instrument and you, Emma, like want to start singing? <laughs> I think it was for me, it was like when I was young, they used to do all these like, um, like underage gigs. Yeah. Like yeah. They used to do these like underage punk gigs and stuff like that. And I have like friends or Rom. Oh, yes. <laughs> friends or Rom, like Body Jar, all these kind of like punk bands were like really big back in the day. And I think yeah. that was kind of like my really big first taste of like, like a wild kind of crowd so i was already playing drums then but i was playing like with school bands and stuff like that you know okay yeah i think seeing those bands it was like the taste of like being a bit more rock and roll which is kind of cool and then that kind of things went from there i guess sick mm, yeah i'd kind of agree and just like i don't know i guess for me i i wanted to write more extreme songs about the things i love like real fiction sort of okay theme. cool stuff like that and I wasn't able to do that and then I found metal I guess and I'm able to to like get everything that's in me out now like properly like you can you can write about anything in metal where you can't do that in like pop or folk or whatever genre you know yeah that's sick especially with like the fiction thing like coming from your background of being like a like Sabbath and Zeppelin like Dio Dio Sabbath is like fairy tale stuff which is sick (laughs) totally yes like I just love that it's just so creative compared to anything else we've ever done and I think that's why this band has just felt really natural for all of us like compared to anything we've ever done it's just it just all clicks yeah the the freedom you get from heavy music is like unparalleled yep totally nothing like it sick and then like you guys we use like outside of session musicians we use like in other bands around the scene what have we done over the years? We've done, I mean, I've played in and out of metal bands for a while, but this is the first one I've done in a fair few years, but we were doing 
all sorts of stuff like from classical to like folky stuff we played at all like the festivals in australia like woodford and yeah and i played as a violinist for like casey chambers and that did i was hold, like hold on the, the voice whoa that's sick <laughs> it was cool it was cool like it's funny because yeah I'd, I'd do those gigs or I, I played a violin on the voice and stuff and whoa. andy's also yeah done some cool stuff but it's again that that yearning for something different and something yeah. that's not so standard all the time like the voice is great but you know that sort of music kind of wasn't like lighting the fire yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah sick that's crazy that's blown my fucking mind (laughs) 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 that's hectic cool uh sick and then you guys come together with this and you've put out a bunch of tracks already um and what was like the writing process like coming into this project uh, this this whole project was like, <clears throat> like Bo was saying, like we kind of wanted to come at it from like, let's just write about like whatever the fuck we want to write about. Yeah. And I think when we originally started doing it, it was just me and Bo basically doing everything ourselves. You know, we were like mm. poor uni students. Like <laughs> you try to record a, a track and it's like thousands of dollars. And so we just sort of said, fuck it, let's like, let's try and figure this out ourselves. Yeah. So we just sort of figured out how to, taught ourselves how to like produce and mix and do this kind of work. And so a lot of the sort of the writing process has just been basically whatever we wanted to come up with at the time. And so the first few tracks, it's kind of a weird story, but the first few tracks that we wrote, I was really into this thing, this like really into a lot of fiction, like really into a lot of like sci-fi horror fiction. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was really reading into this kind of like this online fiction sort of page community. They're called SCP. Okay. And basically what it is, it's like, like it's almost like people will write their own kind of like fictional stories about there's this like secret organization that harbors all these kind of like, you know, supernatural entities. And then everyone will write like a story saying like, oh, here's what this entity is. Here's where it came from. Here's the kind of story about it. And there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of these kind of stories. And the community's massive. Like it's like millions and millions and millions of people worldwide and have like games about it now and like art and all this stuff. And so I was reading a lot of this at the, t- at, at the time that we started this band. Sort of the first few tracks were kind of like inspired by some of those, like some mm. of those stories that I was reading. Okay. And, and you can sort of see like even when you jump on our YouTube on a lot of our earlier songs, like a lot of the comments are like people from that community who had cottoned onto the fact that we're writing about this stuff that they love so much. And so you'll probably see some like bizarre comments, you know, they're saying, oh, oh, what, is, <laughs> what, what SCP is this from? Which is like the organization that they're writing okay. about. What is SCP? Mm. So people are often reading our comments like, what the fuck? Like who are these people, you know? Yeah. It's so good though. Yeah. It's so yeah. good to have that support. Like we're very lucky yeah, yeah, that we yeah. found this niche, you yeah. know, market, and it just took off for us. I guess that's most of our views on YouTube. Like, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. They're like they're really supportive, and because we're mm. writing stuff about something that really passionate for, like they're very passionate for us. It's yeah. like this really yeah. reciprocal relationship that we have with those kind of fans. Yeah, that's excellent. That's so sick. Like. I think concept albums and concept music is like 
so like not done it's not done enough but when it is done it's yeah. insane like the yeah. the big ones are like my cam black parade and stuff like that yeah. <clears throat> but like they're a crazy concept like albums and releases but i think it's not done enough in heavy music because it's so hard mm. to do yeah it's like that devon townsend stuff you know i think it's like that weird album's about like the one of the ones listened to is like the whole album is about some alien or something like that. Sick, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love yeah, it. T- typical, yeah. but um, yeah. So like we we really dig that stuff, but I think over time we've sort of um started to write more stuff that was less to do with the SCP stuff, but still like heavily inspired by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our last few tracks are probably more down that route as well. Okay. Yeah, I think we're lucky. Oh, sorry. No, it's all Um, good, yeah. I was going to say, I think we're lucky because we produce it all ourselves, um, like just in a room. Um, We can just change our lyrics or change what we, you know, want to sing about in like two seconds and that's really been a good influence as well. Like we're not in a studio, like we're not locked in to having to have it perfect like that day. And I think Andy kind of underplays it, but he produces all our music and he just learnt like one day he never went to uni for it. Like he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. So everything everyone hears has just been made in the bedroom of Andy's That's house. That's sick because like, it sounds so well. It's like really well yeah, mixed yeah. and produced and stuff. I think like um, through doing the podcast, I've found like a lot of bands are finding the ways around having to not spend the big money because even in my band, we produce everything ourselves. Like we are just, like, hectic DIY because if you don't have the money you don't have the money and you can't put out what you write totally yeah Yeah, for sure so I fuck with that mentality hard I love that and I think it's kind of badass too like being like nah fuck off like we don't have to spend like $60,000 like it's kind of like shoving it to the man you know because I know like everyone's got to eat and stuff but it's us too like it's it's really helpful you know exactly yeah let's take a lot of control out of um like like the industry and putting it really into like the producer's hands as well, like the guys making the music. Yeah. So you don't you don't need this like big kind of like album loan anymore from a label no. to make yeah. stuff. You just you just go on YouTube, some ten year old kid will teach you how to mix like exactly. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. You just follow his tutorial and then you could yeah. go. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I did the same thing for my band like a couple of weeks ago now. Like we I just made a lyric video because I was like we need one. We don't have the money to pay for one. I'll just yeah. hit up Adobe Premiere Pro stock footage and a couple of tutorials, pump it out in <laughs> yeah. seven days. Like, Yeah, totally. That's wicked. And it makes, I think it actually makes you more creative though. Like in yeah. a band, like we found yeah. that like the, our film clips again, we kind of did it all ourselves, but like we were just so much more creative than if we just relied on somebody else the whole time yeah, to do it. Exactly. Yeah, Cause totally. like you don't want to make your band look silly. Yeah, 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 totally. And there's like creativity in the constraints that you have with that as well. It's like, yeah, we don't have like, oh, I guess the, the videography stuff's a good example, you know, like we don't have like these like million dollar cameras and like um, all the gear that these big production companies mm. will have. And I think within that, you have to compensate by being more creative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. And then you guys just put out, a new track, which I heard before I even got hit up about it. It's fucking so sick. Uh, Fall to the Beast. It is a ripper. It's like so like 
different from like every other like metal thing popping up at the moment like the little edm like dance beat in the chorus yeah thank you so sick yeah um so tell me a bit more about that because that's like got a a message behind it with the lyrics of like depersonalization and derealization so if you guys want to talk about that that'd be sick yeah i don't know if you know much about it yourself john but um derealization and depersonalization comes often with anxiety but sometimes it can come from um you know having a bad hit like drug use or something like that not for me mine was anxiety that cool um yeah so I had it and it's basically like a symptom of just feeling unreal like it's like your body isn't real and it's the most bizarre thing to try to describe to anyone who hasn't like it's it's just one of those things it's like yeah trying to describe depression to someone who hasn't felt it yeah exactly like just be happy like (laughs) yeah it doesn't work like that yeah yeah yeah, so it's it's a very odd experience and something I've been through and I still have it, um, but I, I deal with it pretty well now. Like, yeah, and um, kind of wrote it about just, yeah, just falling to that feeling and letting it be there and and just living your life, you know, with something and, and just going full steam ahead, I guess. Yeah, that's so sick. That's like, a, that's a super strong message because like I hadn't heard about it until like I read the email and I was like, I've got to read more about this because this is like so new to me and like reading about it, I was like, whoa, like this is hectic. And then, yeah, like I, I fuck with that message of like going through it, but not letting it like define you or cripple you, like pushing yeah. through that. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the main point. It's nice to hear that you actually Googled it. Cause I think yeah, a lot yeah. of people hear about these sorts of things and they're just like, Oh, whatever. It doesn't affect me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. So that's really cool. But Andy is a psychologist as well oh. as our drummer and producer. So he knows a bit about it as well. A man of many talents. <laughs> he is. And he's doing a PhD on depersonalization yeah. at the moment. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. That's we're crazy. mega nerds. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's my jam sick the brain the brain yeah i love this yeah. weird shit yeah cool that's excellent and there's um like the next bunch of stuff you're going to be putting out more like that like writing from your perspective opposed to writing of like from a theme i think i think we're going to do a bit of both i think okay, it'll cool. be a mix yeah. of like our og and then we're working on another one right now that's probably a bit more personally yeah from a personal experience i don't want to give too much away yeah yeah I think that's excellent we like to, i think i think we like to write stuff as well that's kind of got like like different layers to it you know like fall to the beast is a pretty good example like if you didn't know the backstory you might just think it's kind of like a bit of like a sci-fi fantasy kind of track you know but mm. like below it there's another level which is like personal like experience like yeah like, like bp and dr I think we like to write like that, you know, like you, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a superficial kind of story to what's going on, but there's also a meaning that you take from the song yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Leaving it up to interpretation, but putting what you want in it. Yeah. And I do want to mention just because this is a podcast, if anyone does have DPDR and they're listening, like there's a lot of hope with it. Like it can feel like it can bring on a lot of really dark thoughts as well. And I went through that, but like, if you get help with it, like it's definitely not a life sentence thing. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. There's a lot of treatment out there for it. Cause I think it's really important. Like you can look up depersonalization on 
read it and then you think your life is like fucked and you're going to die and yeah. it's just, you know, a doom and gloom thing, but it's totally like I've, I've realised eventually that it's not like. Yeah, that's excellent. Like, you can get on with life, you know, and, and do cool shit and, yeah, it'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> Don't yeah. fall victim to the internet wormholes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Big time. Every, everything is death. Yeah. Yeah. Every- <laughs> yeah. Oh, once I had like a, a sore side and then I like web MD'd myself and I had diverticulitis, but I was oh, fine. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I do that. And like my toe is like a little bit sore. It's like you've got toe cancer. I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Specifically. Yeah. Specifically. That's insane. That's so sick. I like fuck with that so heavy. It's like such a strong message. I think people like, as much as mental health is like, more prominent now than ever of like awareness i think like it's still like something that people need to be reminded of of like there are different levels to it and there's like different stuff that people don't know about spreading awareness in any way possible definitely i agree and and talking about it whenever we can and checking on people i think is really important too for sure well you guys have new music coming up uh any timeline for that oh Oh, uh, we've got to. Is that on the hush? We've got a cover. <laughs> we're actually just recording a cover track at the moment, so that'll probably be out before the end of the year. And I think we'll probably have new music out early next year. Cool, sick. Yeah, lots yeah, so of plans. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, uh, we might start to wind it down. <clears throat> and cool. thanks both of you for doing the podcast. It's sick. Um, Thanks for having us. It's all good anytime. Um, we'll get into individually your top five favorite bands of any genre, artists of any genre. And oh, be, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go first, Andy. Oh, oh, shit. This is putting me on the spot. Where do I start? All right. I'll give you reasons why. All right. <laughs> okay. My top five are not in any order. Yep. So. Um, one of them is a band called Black Briar. They're kind of like okay. a symphonic-y, proggy band from the Netherlands. It's like a female-fronted vocalist, and we're really digging them at the moment because we draw lots of inspirations for them, and I reckon they're, like, massively underrated. Um, so probably Black Briar's up there. Sweet. Probably my next one would be... I'm actually listening to a lot of ghost main at the moment like a ghost main keeps ghost coming main. up in the podcast yeah it's, it's <clears> kind of like because i think everyone's always looking like what's coming up next for heavy music you know like yeah i think like we keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier with the guitar the guitars get lower and lower and lower yeah the drums just get like massive and massive and massive and so people are thinking like where does the limit come to that to where we start to morph into something else? And I sort of look at Ghostman and say, well, maybe that's kind of that, that's what's coming up or maybe not. I guess he's someone who's trying to like push the genre a little bit. And I kind of really like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. He's my second, um, God, my, my top five. I reckon my third would be, uh, I have to go back to my high school and I have to say Muse. Is that Muse? Fair? Yeah, I Wild. like so hard. I reckon he's like, he's just a legend. Good songwriter, great overall player, plays keys, guitar like a motherfucker, yeah. writes like <laughs> a motherfucker. It's awesome. Um, four would be, oh, 
I would have to say probably really like um like Poppy. If you know Poppy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, really do. I think we we borrow a lot of inspiration from from Poppy. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, and my number five would probably be oh, probably have to be Pantera. Yes, because I like love like massive fan of dime bags playing. Yeah. The best. <laughs> the best. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think mine like are gonna be really similar. So <laughs> yes. yeah, sorry, just to make it it's boring, but Maybe no, it's any still- genre. Any genre, oh my god, so hard though. But I think I made the number one just history wise. Like, I just still always go back to it, you know, like it's just my comfort music. Like, just feels good all the time. Um, (laughs) Zeppelin again, I know it's not that exciting, but it's just. It's just that comfort thing. And I think there's nothing wrong with music making us feel comfortable. You know, like it can be like a really good anti-anxiety thing to just listen to the same shit over and over that you love. And Zeppelin, like at the time, revolutionary. Oh, totally. Like completely. Like they were heavy for the time. Like even even now, like that whole lot of love riff is a motherfucker of a riff. Yes. It is so sick. So good. So, um, yeah, also Poppy, but, again, that's probably just because I'm very inspired by her at the moment, and I think it's just awesome to see chicks in these kind of bands. Definitely. Yeah, and I think the first taste of that for me was the Cranberries, and I know that's going to sound quite soft in comparison to everything else, but, again, back in, like, the early 90s and late 80s, there wasn't a lot of women fronting rock bands. No, yeah. like barely any, like Fleetwood Mac and Lita Ford, yeah. probably before exactly. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I just love that and like her and her like docs and shit again before that was like <laughs> yeah. cool, you know. So when I was like, I don't know, like I was really little, like eight or something, I saw her and I was like, I want to do that. Like, that'd be sick. And then probably Muse, just like Andy. I like, <laughs> oh, I love Muse, love British rock. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Vibe. Sick. Well, now that you've mentioned it, like we might as well get into that because, like, yeah. there, there for a long time there was like a lot of misogyny and heavy music, especially like mm-hmm. the the more grindcore side of music. It was very like no women allowed, but like fuck that. Ugh, right. Yeah, I didn't no even know that really. I've seen it in other areas. Trust me, but yeah, yeah right. It was, it was just like it was kind of like that. Just like. Yeah, it, a bit like tacky and tasteless. But then I think like bands like I wrestled a bear once, like sort of bucked that stereotype. And now like there's heaps of women in heavy music, and I think that's like refreshing as fuck. I love yeah. that. That like we have a little goal is to get on. What's the playlist called, Andy, on Spotify? Uh, is it women heavy, in heavy music? Oh, heavy queens or something like that. Heavy queens or something is like this sick. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, one day that would be so cool. But there's just so many women getting into heavy music and I think we always belong to there, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, definitely. There's, like, the the thing I, like, reference back to it is, like, heavy music and, like, punk and hardcore was all about, like, fucking societal norms. And in the beginnings of those genres, like, sexism was prominent, so why wouldn't the, the societal norm trend to go against as sexism? Yeah, totally. And I think, um, I don't know if any of your listeners have seen our video for The King, but um, that was kind of a part of that video clip that we made. 
Sick. I think it was kind of Andy's idea actually, but having like that female queen and being kind of like a decimator to these dudes that were yeah. in the clip. Like <laughs> oh, it was sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of had these like Cersei vibes if you're into, you know, yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah. but just no, no, like getting with a brother, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just that um, power. Like the, yeah, it's like the reverse of power thing where you see like the male, you know, using their positions of power to exactly. Like women. Yeah. In, like, yeah. In film and in music, you know, and sort of we just wanted to flip that on its head. Yeah, that's excellent. That's shit people should be saying and like making apparent of like that still happens even though it shouldn't and people should know better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's sure. nice again, like having that even for me brought up on a podcast. Like it, it doesn't even get talked about that much. It's just sort of like, oh yeah, you're there. But like yeah, yeah. it's like it takes a lot mm. to get here for females and for sure. it's really cool that you recognize yeah. it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, like on a local level, the grind of a, of a band is, like, insane. Like, you have to grind it out mm. so hard. I can only imagine being a female wanting to get into heavy music, like the gatekeeping of that to break through, to then get to the grind of being in a local band. Oh, yeah, sure. definitely. And I think, like, I've even had that, no one's ever said it, but that feeling like, oh, like, you know, I don't know, when I've been at certain gigs, like, oh, this is the female one. Like, yeah, yeah. but, like, I don't really want to be, like, singled out then either as just being like, oh, this is the female. Yeah, yeah, or just, yeah, like, this like, is another sick band that's about to play. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Cool. Like, it kind of, like, you just go with it because you don't want to be offensive or whatever, but sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, I, I want to just be the same. Yeah. Mm, totally. It's tricky. Yeah, but that's sick. Again, you guys yeah. are crushing and, like, doing your own thing and doing stuff that's different on all levels, which is so sick to see. Thank you. No, we really appreciate it. Oh, good. Thanks for being on the podcast. And um, we'll get to your socials and then shut it all the way down. (laughs) Are you going to do it, Andy, or am I going to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you do the shout out. (laughs) Oh, the shout out. Yeah, well, okay. You can find us on the socials. No, I'm kidding. Um, But we're on Instagram. (laughs) the atomic bow project and we're on tiktok now actually and Sick. facebook so we're in a few places yeah tiktok's kind of well like are we meant to be on tiktok like is this our vibe but it's yeah. kind of cool <laughs> yeah. whatever it's kind of a weird line to tell like my band started on tiktok and then we started like posting yeah. stuff then they were like ripping out audio from our content and it was like why are we even posting it then like we own the songs Oh, shit, right, yeah. yeah, and then people, yeah. but apparently that's good. I feel like I didn't know it was good either, but then I learnt later, apparently that's what you want. Like, Really? Yeah, you want people, like, taking your song and then using it on theirs and apparently oh, no, it's like, kind of like. Not even that, like, TikTok just won't let the music play on our content. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, I can't like, no, that. you don't own it. I'm like, I own it. I wrote it. I own <laughs> I wrote it, bro. Yeah. Shit. No, I'm that's tricky, myself. but. Yeah. yeah, we're trying. <laughs> oh, yeah, and our YouTube. Sorry, I forgot to that's say all good. YouTube. That's one of our faves. So We're yeah. on pretty much everything, hey? All of yeah. them. Atomic Bow Project on everything. Not only yeah. fans, but everything else. All right, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> cool, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, John. And we're done for another week. A huge thank you to Andy and Emma, both great people doing absolutely fucking sick stuff. And uh, be on the lookout for new music from the Atomic Bow Project and go check them out on all social media platforms and listen to them wherever you listen to music. 
And if you like what I'm doing here with the podcast, fucking share it. Tell a friend. Subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. And on Instagram and Facebook, at Heavy Sweater Podcast. And a little update from the weekend, if you didn't listen to last week's episode or the week before that, I've been plugging some shows. Uh, Toowoomba and Nambour were fucking excellent. It was so sick to just go back to Nambour, old stomping grounds. And (laughs) yeah, Black Box Theatre rips. That is a fucking venue and a half. That is so sick. But yeah, heaps of fucking cool bands. And in all honesty, do yourself a favor and listen to Dissect. Dissect are fucking so sick check them the fuck out and a massive thank you to everybody that came out a huge thank you to isolation for having us we'll be doing it again in a couple of weeks at Golby's basement in Ipswich so yeah come back next week for a new episode thanks Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's Podgo at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, and be sure to add my podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application.